welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And, and this, this is, is Life Pairings. <laughs> because life is hard. We'll pair with alcohol. Get on your dress and some heels, put up with some rather awkward family fights, and pray there is an open bar. <laughs> As today's life pairing is Weddings with Prosecco. Woo! We discuss Glara, the Ice Palace, and Bridezillas? Ooh. Yeah, we'll see. I love a good Bridezilla story. Love it. Ugh. How are you? You like weddings, don't you? Well, I mean, yeah, I certainly always have. I mean, they're fun. Is You know what I don't like? I don't really like, I like going to weddings as a person who's not in the wedding party. Right. That's the best because you yeah. don't have to, you have no attachment to anything. It didn't cost you any money. You didn't have to get in a fight with everyone's mom and cousin. Yeah. And, you know, like it, there was, it, it's like, if you're just a guest at a wedding, there's no like three years before it that you've had to deal with <laughs> yes it's the best you just go you say thank you you drop a hundred bucks in the gift card thing you drink all fucking night <laughs> you try to sleep with someone's uncle and you move on with your life <laughs> yeah. There you go. yeah nice. like who nice. cares but when you're like I, I've, i'm kind of over being in the wedding party i'll tell you that yeah, yeah. i that's what I you're I mean for most uh people a lot of your 20s and 30s is spent uh at your friends weddings being mm -hmm. in the wedding party which is very fun but a but lot of work yeah I've definitely done it a bunch so yeah and you were I, in my wedding party I seven in, years ago I was in your wedding party I was in uh our friend Chantel's wedding party mm -hmm. I was in uh my friend Aaron's my friend <laughs> Like oh, it's, I've literally, and then if I'm not in the wedding party, uh, everyone's like, Hey, comedian, you get to MC. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I've like learned that MCing weddings is a bunch of work. Yeah. So you like have to be responsible for everyone else having a good time for the whole night. Yeah. It's, I've had to MC my brother's wedding and that was stressful. It's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot of like pressure to like not let down your friends, not offend their parents, not, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, Keep and if things you, going, you got to kind of like, yeah, get people on their feet, get people to the dance floor. Like it's kind of yeah. your job to make the wedding fun. Yeah. And, uh, you know what, if I get a few knocks <laughs> in me, my mouth is just uh, li liable to say something erratic. So yeah, I like, I get a little, uh, as David Spade calls it a little, uh, <laughs> loud mouth soup. <laughs> Get a little a few a few juice boxes in me i'm just ready to party i don't want to have to to talk yeah to i so was very good and i didn't i had one i needed my cousin made sure that i had to drink before i got up there but um i was trying to be like responsible so i couldn't drink till after i was done yeah it's also it's true with a wedding it's very stressful also you just keep losing your drink <laughs> <laughs> yeah 100 percent. the whole time you're just like oh my God. especially if it's free if there's an open bar you have no responsibility well you're they told like, us to do like a toonie bar and i it's one of my regrets of life just now because i feel like cheap ass but um no way i think i like, actually think i sorry i think that's the way to go 
Well, they say like that it's you're less likely to have so much alcohol just left around the room. But I'm like, okay, well, I don't know if you know me, but <laughs> well, it I is the, drink down and I'm it's I'm gone. out the door. And it's I also just guy. like you've traded something for the drink, so it has some worth to you. Like, I think so, maybe. And yeah. people don't just to- don't get completely overserved because they they can like see you know a toonie like think about it. I mean, you're getting ten drinks it's a for two dollars coin by the way oh yeah yeah so that's what they call it in canada is a toonie bar but it's like they have a loony on or like a loon loon a loon a loon is on the the one dollar coin right and then we have a very imaginative uh (laughs) i don't know is it a bear i can't remember i haven't seen cash in so long (laughs) i i haven't i I don't have a toonie i put a toonie in a uh air machine for my tires the other day and i was like oh boys i haven't touched cash in a while oh god i know you couldn't i don't think you could do a like a toonie bar or cash bar now well i mean you just basically like i think you could you could just we just we haven't seen cash since covid yeah you just you give you usually buy 20 bucks worth of tickets you get 10 tickets you just drink all night you know what i mean like but i think i think it's the more responsible way to go just because it's like people then they just see they have a tab on how much they've drank right which that's is, all it really is is like keep, yeah so you're keeping track of what you've drank yes we had a free bar on saturday <laughs> i don't know how many drinks i had <laughs> yeah i also had a lot of two two drinks per hand kind of thing going on so. oh 100 you just keep going yeah um but yeah so there's uh yeah what do you what do you like weddings carla i don't know <laughs> I think I'm still. I think I still need a couple more years of, of space. You're. Oh, you need. You need to like just get some distance. The, the get COVID. Some distance in, from a wedding. I think. I think I just went through a period where I was like at weddings and in weddings, and like it was a good like five year period. And now, like I haven't. I haven't been to a wedding in forever, but I still need a, a little bit more time. <laughs> um. Yeah. I. I. I don't know like a wedding right now I just feel like oh my god I feel bad for the people who have to plan it right now because mm-hmm. I'm just like oh god you're like you so much is like already like as when you plan weddings is kind of up in the yeah. air where you're like okay well we we're inviting all these people hopefully nothing goes wrong all this stuff and then now I think with COVID it's like oh. you're kind of just like you're at the mercy of just whatever's gonna happen so it's like exactly. if I were if I were a person getting married right now I would just wait. I just put it off. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Because unless you're doing it to like, I mean, this gets into the psychology already a little bit. But like, hmm. what are you, what's your reasoning? Like, why just do you want to have a big party? That was all of our reasoning. Yeah, and like, what like does like is five years or is two years going to make a difference to you? Like, does it need to happen? Know. Like, what's your reason yeah. for getting married? Like, is like is it a religious reason do you need to like you can't some people still need that like well we have to get married before we have kids thing i think a lot of people do i think that's a lot more pervasive than we thought it was well i think that there's still a lot of people who have those beliefs and then they're just they don't talk about them as much because they're not as popular but i think that 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 sort of structure still exists for sure yeah but yeah the the psychology behind weddings carla Insane. break it on me break break it on me break i don't know break it i can't break it. <laughs> spill the beans and break it i on assume me. that it breaks people that's what i'm going with well there's just i mean the reasonings like i just talked about for getting married are 
there's so many different things and they're yeah. all stressful mm-hmm. like there's you know like the percentage of people that get married because they're just like we just really love each other and want to do this to you know just for us for no one mm-hmm. else yeah. very few <laughs> i can imagine <laughs> The reasons that are typical of people who get married uh, are like family, family things, mm-hmm. like your pressure from your parents, pressure from your friends. Like even you know what that like something like is even though it's twenty twenty one and we all have really like every you know everybody seems um, promote feminist beliefs and everything like that. Mm-hmm. The number of my friends I've heard be like, "Oh man, are you gonna make an honest woman out of her? Are you gonna put a ring on that? Are you gonna mm-hmm. like? Are you gonna change your name? Are you gonna like?" There's all these different pressures that are not as you know feminist really as everyone claims to be. No, it's very. It is a very confusing thing, and I think too, like how many people do you know that have proposed to their boyfriends? Not a lot. It's still a really yeah. dominated, like you know, and 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 truth be told, I I would want. I think I'd want a man to propose to me. I, because yeah. I, I always assume that, you know, and this isn't true at all. This is just like some mm. weird thing, I, some weird hang up I have. But I always assume it's typically the girl who wants to get married and the guy who finally relents. And, yeah, finally, like, and, fine, whatever. So, like, yeah. in my head, like, I would have a thing, like, if I proposed to him, like, oh, did he really even want to do this? I know a lot of immigration weddings, too. That's my, I have immigration like weddings like 70, in my family. <laughs> 40%. And not, like, in terms of, like, need a green card, don't love each other. But, I mean, we live in a very international community. So that's one way, unfortunately, a lot of people kind of have to be able to stay together. Well, I mean, in, uh, my my brother and his wife wanted to get married. They did, but they had to rush it along because there was a green card issue. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't for a lack of love or not, you know, but I mean, they 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 definitely were like, okay, well, this is like now is time sensitive. Yeah, exactly. So whereas they might never have gotten married and still been together and done whatever, they chose to get married. They were kind of forced into it. Yeah. So I think there's that aspect. So there's 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 all these different things. Marriage didn't used to mean the same thing. It was a business relationship. Mm-hmm. Like it used to be like, you know, business different between your father and your groom. Yeah. Well, it would be like your farm's <laughs> joining and your family's joining mm. to like grow a business or grow a farm or grow, you know, attain more land. The whole tradition of somebody asking your father if you can marry them was really rooted in business. <laughs> right. Yeah. So there, there's all these different reasons people get married. Uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of it is, you know, like family, like, you know, you live together and then maybe there's a religious reason. Like you, you have, you mm-hmm. want to just make it honest in your mind so that your family doesn't think you're whatever. Yeah. So, Cause so, you know, that whole like piece of paper. Oh, oh boy. Does that change everything? It really changes things. Really. <laughs> And then that's okay. That we look at it so much. We look at that piece of paper so much that we thought our anniversary was tomorrow instead of yesterday. (laughs) Well, and that's the thing. It's like, so there's like psychology behind why you even want to get married. And that's not even touching the wedding yet. And oh oh my God, is the wedding stressful? Like they always say, if you can get through the wedding, you'll, you'll get through the marriage. Like it's. I think maybe that is actually like a fairly, if you can move together and you can get married, you're probably good. You can probably make it through a lot of things. Well, because it's like a, you're basically like two people who love each other, 
but you also come from two different families and two different ways of thinking and like yeah. and then your your ideas of how to put this all together invite both your families who sometimes don't get along Mm-hmm. make it all happen make it so it's a happy experience make it so <laughs> and then you both have different dreams and ideas of what your wedding is going to be like as much as men don't want to talk about um you know being super involved in the the the, the wedding and being right. planners i'm starting to hear a lot more stories about grooms who are groomzillas yes, yes. who yeah. are like very particular about what's going to happen and they yeah. have and had there's a- no reason that they shouldn't well they shouldn't be groomzillas but yeah. there's no reason that a guy can't dream of his wedding since he was a baby right so and i think a lot of guys do they're like you yeah. know that's a really ex- big experience for the guys too you know i mean there's and their mothers dreamed of seeing their sons married off you know yeah. it's like a very yeah. Yeah, it's a very, it touches so much on so many different elements of our psychology. You're living up to expectations. You're, you want, you know, from your friends and your family, you want your wife to, or your partner to have fun. You want your, there's just so many elements. I was like, oh, this could be like a four hour episode. This could be. I, I mean, also, the expectation is you're supposed to lose weight for your wedding. You're supposed to look that that's a big that's a big thing is like everything is supposed to be the most perfect it's ever been on this one day. Yeah. So you're supposed to. I decided to move countries, live in a kind of apartment that didn't have a lot. It had a kitchen, but we had just moved back to Vancouver. And so we were at the pub a lot. I went to hot yoga. Didn't they have to go before your wedding? (laughs) Yeah, It's fine. Yeah, I looked through a lot of uh, different articles. Obviously, I'm on my favorite website, Psychology Today. Um, <laughs> I'm also on just like an article written called The Psychology of Weddings. Um, but here's the thing is that there's so many different elements. So it just, the the thing is, is like whatever is the most, I'm trying to phrase this, like it's it just could hit on so many different things. Oh, it's like, like if you're the most yeah. worried about your family being okay with it, then that's the stress. If you're yeah. the most worried about the presentation of the wedding, then that's the stress. You know, I've watched so many of my friends get married and each one of them was stressed out about a completely different thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and like, then you have to then you have to deal with other people being like, "Why aren't you stressed about this one thing?" and you're like, "No, no, no, no." No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, and it, it definitely, like, it's 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 interesting to watch. So, it, I mean, it's basically just, like, whatever's happening in your head is brought to the forefront. Of, like, yes. And if, you know what? Nobody notices, too. That's the other thing that's kind of frustrating is. No. If you I, don't have that one perfect plated thing, nobody knows. No, because do you know, want to know something? Everybody just wants to go to the place, eat the good food, and get and get drunk and dance. Yeah. That's, yeah. Those are the four elements. And it's like all the little things like I, you know, I've noticed like little things that obviously the bride has put together or the groom's put together like and it's like this really cool special idea. Yeah. And I like I notice it and I'm like, oh, that's great. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But I wouldn't notice if it wasn't there, you know. No, exactly. And half the time, like six years down the line, you're not like, oh, remember that one thing you did at your wedding? <laughs> no. Like, remember insane. when that guy fell over the chair and it was super funny? That's all that happens. It's like, hey, you know what's the most important is like getting through the wedding without any physical altercations from a family member. That's my concern. That would be my concern in my wedding is just like, I hope no one punches anyone Mm. or like says some wild shit. That would be my I had a few people go missing at my wedding, but that's that's 
<laughs> they decided to climb the mountain. <laughs> That's right. But that was still like all in good fun. It was all in good fun, but yeah, I was like, this is a this is Banff. Don't climb mountains. Okay, all the Scottish people have climbed a mountain. I hope there's no bears. It's fine. You're like, oh man, they're gonna be they're in kilts and they're gonna not gonna have a good running start from a bear. No. So that's I wonder if you would though. Well, besides chafing. Besides chafing maybe they wore shorts, who knows? Maybe it's maybe it's easier. (laughs) But all the Scots were doing originally and just let you run faster from Probably the English, let's be honest. Yeah, I was going to say, the the English were the bears. (laughs) So anyways, it's it's kind of like as much stress as there is, it is very happy. It's a very happy moment. Mm -hmm. It, I mean, the happiness is matched, but I think I, after I talk to most brides and grooms, everyone's like, fuck, am I glad that's over? (laughs) It is a process. I loved my wedding. Um, I think it went very well. Um, I do not expect anybody else to think that. And I think that's the best way to do it. I think so too. It's like, pick the things you like to do you and your partner, make it so that, you know, it's fun. Well, that's another thing too. In over time, like I was looking in, uh, there was in this article, it was saying that, you know, like in the sixties and seventies, weddings weren't this big. No, like this, this is very is, much like a new, this well, is a, and like, Instagram is not helping. Pinterest is not helping. No, these wedding shows like Say Yes to the Dress and all this different, like the perfect mates and all these different shows are uh, making it so much worse. Yeah. Like even like even stuff like The Bachelor, like, you know what I mean? Like they have the wedding. It's just obnoxious. You know what I mean? Like it's all these things. It's basically um, telling you like you have to have the most uh, extravagant wedding or else you don't love your partner and you don't love your family. Yeah. And that's not true. So, like, the the simple ceremonies, uh, which I'll get to a little bit later in the news story, but um, are catching on a little. uh, They're starting to become more simple again. Yeah. Because I think people are starting to be like, oh, do we need this? Exactly. Like, it's a lot of money. But, yeah. So, all in all, I mean, (laughs) like it's it's really a stress factory but it's also a character builder so uh it's okay weddings are bad for you psychology like they're not super bad for you psychologically they're just very stressful and kind of uh i mean it's the payoff is one day yeah but once you're done i mean i think everyone's like hey we did this together we built something together it's like going to war it's our modern war it's our modern war. Yeah, going to battle. You're on the front lines. You're on the front lines yeah. of your aunts and uncles. <laughs> so yeah, maybe you can give us a little history. Sure. So I'm going to talk about Anna Ivanova. Um, a lot of this I got from lots of different podcasts, and I'll put the sources in the notes. But um, if you want to check out a very good book, it's called "It Ended Badly" by Jennifer Wright, and it's just about historical breakups and how they were very messed up so it's very fun uh but this is the daughter of ivan v who co-ruled with his half-brother peter the great in russia so again i'm gonna apologize for all of my uh mispronunciations so her father unfortunately was mentally disabled and he was not able to run the country hence why his brother uh, who we now know of as Peter the Great, um, half ran the country, or basically ran the country, co-ruled. Right. Um, his brother, or his, sorry, her father was severely 
um, paralyzed. He was almost blind. And he actually died at the age of 27. So Anna was only three when that happened. Wow. A lot of places like to talk about how she was not pretty. She was illiterate and she had bad manners. But... But they have said that if she was like, I'm pretty sure like all royals probably have bad manners, but they're pretty so they don't say that. Right. Uh, I heard so, a lot. Most royals were not good looking people because they're all inbred. No. I know. Like and they're all. Like a lot of weird chin things going on. A lot of, no- lot of noses out to fucking the nether they're regions. They're like not mentally all there because they have inherited all the different diseases. Yeah, they're half wits. <laughs> <laughs> so this is very much a story of halfwits i feel <laughs> um so peter the great directed his niece who was 17 to marry frederick frederick william a duke of Cortland. she was pretty excited because you know when you're like 17 and marrying someone seems exciting but after her wedding peter the great arranged a wedding of two dwarfs Ex- dressed exactly the same as Anna and her husband. What? She uh, forced the dwarves to get, or not, sorry, she, Peter the Great, forced the dwarves to get drunk. And it was basically designed as a mirror of their wedding. What? But as like a mockery. Like it was like early satire, like they were putting on a play of like how stupid yeah. they thought the wedding was. Yeah, even though he put the wedding on, he was the one that like told her to get married and then was like, ha, 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 see how funny it is? <laughs> so This guy's a maniac. Peter the Great, Peter the Dick. Yeah. Uh, Frederick William, her husband, he drank a lot, obviously. This is Russia. You kind of got to drink a lot to keep warm. Um, yes. But he entered a drinking competition with Anna's uncle, Peter the Great. And if you know anything about Peter the Great, he, is a ve- he was like a very tall man for his time. Okay. He was definitely over six foot, if not taller. And he obviously could drink like a fucking fish. And so don't enter a drinking competition, A, with a czar. Just don't do not do that. <laughs> but also don't do it with like a six foot. I think he's like six foot nine. That's not how tall he is. But comparison at the time. Uh, don't go into that. So apparently he got so sick. That he died two months later from this drinking competition. Oh my god, I felt I'm like, like that on multiple occasions. I've been <laughs> Did like, you die two months later? I yeah. feel like that's not a thing that happens. It's I've felt in the moment. I'm like, I if I make it in the next two months, I'll be shocked. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently you need to wait out for that extra two months. Um, I we don't really know. He probably died of like a chill. Yeah, or syphilis um, or something. Or, I feel like exactly. a lot of people or, died of syphilis. Yeah, or he just kept drinking. Like, okay, and so one story is that he was still drunk from the drinking competition when they got into the carriage to leave for their own court. Uh, so this may have not been two months later. And then, then he died, and, sh- and Anna had to ride the entire way to her new place with a dead court, the dead corpse of her husband. Oh, Jesus. So I don't know if any of this is real, but you know, um, did they do the play for that? <laughs> uh, yeah, they <laughs> they got a bunch of squirrels to dress up and reenact the drinking ceremony. Uh, so the problem was, if she got remarried, the truce with this Corland area um, would be ruined. So 
they'd also like Peter the Great didn't want anyone else didn't want her getting pregnant because then you know that could alter the line of succession. They, they her child could take it, it take, could take over the throne. So Peter basically, I'm shocked because he's been so nice during the story. He never <laughs> let her remarry. Oh, okay. Peter and she was 17. She got married when she was 17. Her husband died at at the most two months later. And then he was like, it's all right, no more. He was like, Peter the Great Big Dickhead. That's what they forgot to tell everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, But, funny on him, eventually he died, right? Because that's, he may not have known that that was going to happen. But right. 725 he died. And uh, his, I think it's his son, uh, Peter died... Tsar Peter II died five years later. Oh my god. So in 1730, she became the Empress of Russia. So fuck you all. Fuck all y'all making fun yeah. of my wedding. Uh she was the second female crowned of Russia. Uh the Privy Council basically thought she would be, because she was a female, that she could be easily manipulated and used as a figurehead. So that's why they kind of got her to elected her to be Empress, even though she right. was in the line of succession oh they're just like hey we're gonna make you we're gonna make you the <laughs> the heiress you're like yeah i already am i know i know you're like so, thank you they're That's not mansplaining really, you're like you're not you didn't really make me anything this <laughs> it already <laughs> happened yeah, yeah yeah um so she had to sign conditions saying that she wouldn't start a war etc cetera, etc cetera. But obviously, when she arrived, she was like, fuck this shit, and <laughs> ripped up with the conditions, and she would become an autocratic ruler. Basically, like, what all czars are back this back in this day. Okay. But she was so bitter that she refused to marry again, ever. Oh. So, you, well, bitter. I don't know. I'd be kind of angry. Yeah, I'd be a little choked, and I'd be, have, yeah. I'd, have to, I'd be a little triggered about fucking somebody putting on a play to make fun of my wedding. Exactly, and then not letting me get married again. Yeah, I'd be like, you know what? I don't want to, anyways. <laughs> I never <laughs> wanted like to. A messed I'm up out situation. here. Yeah, yeah. So then a weird thing happens. Um, just a prince in her court, Prince Mikhail. Mikhail. Um, he was set to marry a Catholic. Anna did not like Catholics. Okay, she was the Orthodox, I assume, mm-hmm. which is basically a Catholic, but in Russia. Very different. Um, and so, and I had also not asked for permission. Now, this is a historical thing that happens all the time. You get married and don't ask the queen if you want, if like it's okay. They basically, and or king, they throw a friggin' fit. Okay. They're just very sensitive little babies. I got it. They just, <laughs> they're the <laughs> dumbest babies. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Unfortunately, his wife died shortly after the wedding, and because Anna was so pissed off with this guy, she turned him into the court jester, and he had to act like a chicken and lay eggs. I don't <laughs> know what that means. <laughs> okay, I, I'd hate to bring up Arrested Development, but uh, mm-hmm. I will, because the famous chicken dances done by every single character on there, this is all I'm picturing. 
<laughs> oh, I haven't seen that. Oh, God. They just make every character has a different version of a chicken dance that doesn't really even sound like a chicken. <laughs> uh, which I'm oh. just picturing an entire, uh, in front of an entire courtroom would be just absolutely hilarious. That'd be super good. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I would really love to watch. I'm now obsessed with Bateman. Oh yes, I'm. You're on my Bateman train. I'm. I'm in the Ozarks. I at one point he's riding his bicycle and like gets into like a a, not a car race but like a car. You know, um, there's like a car racing him. Yeah, trying to take him down. And I'm like, and there he is in his helmet on his bike. And I was like, this is perfect. (laughs) This is perfect, Bateman. (laughs) I know it's you know it's 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 you go from like you you get on a new Bateman level. You're like. Maybe he's not as bland as we all thought he was. Mm-hmm. I know he's so good. Yeah, I spent a lot of time thinking about <laughs> decisions made, and it's... oh god. Um, but yeah, Those so are, you yeah. know, I can imagine. Anyways, these chickens. Imagine Jason Bateman uh, laying some eggs. I'm hoping it's just metaphorical. Yeah, uh, I but this was too. not enough punishment for Anna, so she forced. Oh, I wrote all the. Well, I wrote all the his big long name down. So here we go, everyone. Let's hear it. Yeah, <laughs> Mikhail Alexevich Golitsin. Uh, <laughs> that's his full name. <laughs> he was forced to marry Anna's ugly. Let's remember oh. that she maybe wasn't the prettiest lady in the first place. So come on, pot kettle, whatever thing. Yeah. Um, to to marry her ugly maid, Avdoycha. Oh my god, oh my Buzz Hanova. Oh my. So again, to... sorry. This could be a drinking game on this podcast. Every time we cannot pronounce a word, take a drink. Oh, <laughs> I know, I know. I love Russia history, but I cannot say all the words. Um. So Anna was like, "Yeah, okay. Uh, you're gonna have a wedding," and so. The wedding procession included dwarves, foreign prisoners, disabled and deformed people, serving as entertainment for Anna and her court in carts pulled by goats and pigs. This is absolutely atrocious. So this is like when the abuser or the abused becomes the abuser. A hundred percent. She was like, hey, somebody did this to me. I'm going to now inflict this on you. But she ramped it up. She she's so... She had the couple of dresses clowns, and they were on the back of an elephant, which that's kind of cool. But she also built them an ice castle. Okay. So this is in 1739. They built this crazy huge castle. It's uh, 33 feet high by 80 feet long. It had clocks, a bridal suite, a bed, pillows, all made from ice. Oh my god. There were cannons made of ice that could actually fire ice cannons. There was an ice elephant that could spit fire. I mean, this takes like those ice hotels and like that's where this kind of idea, I guess, comes from. Oh, it puts them to shame, doesn't it? Yeah. Shit. This girl is out of her mind. (laughs) (laughs) Then she forced the wedding couple to spend their wedding night inside the ice palace. She stripped them naked on one of the coldest nights in that time and told them basically to consummate their union on the ice bed while guards were posted at their doors. This bitch is kinky. I know. What is she up to? So she, I think she was expecting them to freeze to death. I don't know why she's so mean to her maid. 
Well, I think she was probably just being, you know, she took a she good she took a good shit kicking. So everybody else around mm-hmm. her then had. Good it's ass. like when somebody gets bullied and then they're just mean forever. Yeah, and you're like, oh, yeah. if somebody just gave that kid a hug instead of fucking put his head in the toilet for swirlies, then he probably would yeah. be a lot nicer instead of like, you know, the boss at work and mean to everyone now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So they actually survived, maybe, um, only because Avdo- Avdocha-, Avdocha traded her pearls for a guard's coat. They also ran around breaking things, so they were like exercising. <laughs> You know, yeah, they were trying to keep warm, keep warm. Um, but very likely, there's two story, two endings to the story. Do you want the pretty ending or the bad end, mm. or probably the more realistic ending? Probably, I'm probably the worst one. <laughs> okay, I'll give you the worst one, and then we'll go with the happy one. Okay. The bride died likely of pneumonia because she was a she was old and she was of ill health. So that sucks. Uh, yeah. That or. Was- Maybe Mikhail <laughs> and Abdoja became parents of twins and they had a loving marriage. Oh, that's nice. Let's go to yeah. th- that seems like the better one. That seems nice. And no matter what happened, uh Mikhail actually served Anna until her death a year later. Anna died of ulcers on her kidney, which I didn't know you could get, uh, made her lover uh the put him as the regency for the 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 realm. Uh, but he got exiled to Siberia. So a lot of things just very cold. A lot of cold things going on in this story. A lot yeah. of ice. Siberia I've been complaining cold. about the heat, but I I always forget <laughs> how cold the cold is. It is. Did this call, cool you down? Because doesn't sometimes talking about you're supposed to talk about ice psychologically it like it cools your... you down. Well, I'm sitting yeah. in a room that's about plus forty right now with a fan on me, so um, yeah. that's cooling me down. But. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the ice talk is nice i'm like i'm like remembering like oh yeah it's, it's not gonna be warm ice, again for yeah. a while so <laughs> yeah so that was uh this little russian lady's crazy time wedding yeah. time i think she's You're like right. probably a, her fucking peter the dick <laughs> who did a lot of other things and is a very interesting historical figure but but was not very nice to Peter the niece. great big dickhead is yeah. not I feel like <laughs> he is a uh, a a tale of you know this is what happens just be nice yeah, to your family well and your family's going to get involved in your wedding and it's your choice draw a line yeah draw a line do make um, boundaries create or boundaries they'll, or they'll make you have a fake dwarf wedding you know i was i'm shocked and it doesn't like i i, I always think like oh people are rational and reasonable but when love and tradition Ugh. enter the it's the tradition thing it's That's the oh man people's parents get upset like i yeah i couldn't believe like how every choice my brother made at his wedding was like so important to my parents i was like what yeah mine mine too my mom was very great during my wedding she helped out tons but there was like certain ideas that you know she was like this is what we're doing and i was like i don't why (laughs) i want to do this because your great uncle did it a hundred years ago and i had to do it so you're doing it and you're like also i was like i'm gonna do seventeen thousand things and my mom was like do you know how to get your uncle up the hill and i'm like that's not my problem you're like ooh, (laughs) not my concern yeah (laughs) not planning that part of the wedding 
people have to get themselves because we got married on a ski hill <laughs> like people have to get themselves off that we got them off the hill yeah see so you were there you were there you know I knew. you remember getting off the hill I um but there's there's just so many small factors that i can't even imagine like you know having a second wedding that is a mockery of my first wedding i love it um <laughs> i mean it seems like an added expense for not a lot of problem. payoff but if you're russians are you can you can you get all the money. money in the world man yeah yeah like yeah. i also just like i can't imagine just- <laughs> I have no problem laughing at myself like and sometimes when I'm being made fun of I just think it's mm. so funny so just like having somebody uh, half my size just make it be like look oh, I'm Brittany look how dumb I am like I think I would laugh until I died yeah like I, I don't, don't know if this was I don't and I don't think Anna was gonna take this in, in no any, I mean I, I can't imagine I if it was meant to hurt her feelings I, I think it probably did and then cu- created a monster yeah but i'm just picturing then, like i would love a reenactment of something that i've done in my life where it just it was like somebody just was like just like totally like a character caricature of me just like big shoulder pads on and like a hockey helmet like, like i think that would be very funny <laughs> yeah i don't know why. yeah uh well the weird thing too with but peter the great he actually also then had a giant army he had something to do with height like the drawers like giants some going on there yeah he yeah he's uh, he there was a height thing that he was like fascinated by obviously yes so yeah oh, hey he's a he's a kink master himself hey oh, all right do you want to bring us a little into more modern um what? maybe less murdery yeah hold on you're telling you're telling me that uh <laughs> the czars of russia are not modern <laughs> Well, uh, they currently are not. I okay, mean, okay. Putin's a thing, but it's technically not a czar. All right, all right. I'll bring it into the future. Okay, uh, here's a fun <laughs> thing. So, COVID kind of like curved a lot of wedding traditions. Yeah. Because no it just kind of put people in a position where they had to either make do or cancel or do whatever. So, what a lot of people started doing, uh, they started having micro weddings. Um, oh. Which um, I think is a pretty. I was like cool going thing. back to dwarves. Is this what we're doing <laughs> <Yeah>. here? <No>. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is micro. This is micro. Sorry for the bad use of. I know that they're not called that. In we're all just trying to do our best here. So we're sorry. That sorry. was what the czars called them. Yeah. Hey, send it to send us a complaint. Call history. Yeah. Complain. Complain to our email. We answer all of those with a genuine <laughs> sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so micro weddings at the vancouver city hall are here to stay for love struck couples uh, this is an article uh, from ct uh city news actually uh so what started happening in uh, vancouver during the pandemic is people who were just gonna have a huge wedding started having little micro weddings at the uh city hall so it's here here's the article it says weddings at the vancouver city hall are permanent or now will be a permanent option for lovers hoping to tie the knot in a simple and small ceremony pop-up ceremonies had been so popular during the pandemic so the city decided to make them a permanent uh, fixture Councillor Melissa de Genova, who put forward the motion, says she saw other cities around the world offering city hall weddings for public uh, for the public for years. Even pre-pandemic couples we saw who would go to city hall and just get married um, everywhere from Toronto to New York and city halls across Canada 
in North America. It's becoming a, tr- a little bit of an iconic tradition for people to go to City Hall to get married, she said. Uh, Wait, she ex- you couldn't do that in Vancouver before? Well, it's a little different. So she proposed the motion yeah. after learning the barrier. Oh, no, it says in Vancouver there were barriers in place uh, so that you couldn't. <laughs> Uh, so you couldn't Sorry. really it, not that you couldn't go get married at City Hall but you couldn't hold a little mm-hmm. wedding there right like you couldn't okay, okay. You, it, you just had to be you, you and your partner and a witness so then they started there were oh like, that's what I always assumed like when people say City Hall wedding yeah, so, yeah that's what it was like, but so what's now been happening is like these little pop-up weddings where they do invite like 10 people and you can hmm. all come in and watch people get married and it's not like but it's you know it's it's not the traditional like you know, big marriage ceremony. It's just the legal mm-hmm. portion of it. But um, it was kind of the best, you know, like the best option in place of their wedding when they, they were just like, hey, we just want to get married and we love each other. So this is where we're doing it. So yeah, then they could invite their, you know, their parents and whatever else. In Vancouver, for some reason, you were not allowed to like host a little wedding there. You just had to right. be a quick thing. So, um, yeah, they're they're calling them pop-up weddings and they've basically like made it legal. So now they can, they can host these there and it's a quick thing and it's nothing, nothing major and it, it follows all the regulations. So yeah. Um, that's cute. Yeah. So people get, can get married in a small civil ceremony at city hall for under a (laughs) hundred dollars. Wow. Yeah. Good. Yeah. That's crazy. So, um, so yeah, that's a, that's a, if you're in Vancouver and you're looking to get married and you don't want to do a big thing, you can have a pop-up wedding at city hall. That's cool. We actually went to, I guess, maybe a micro wedding during the pandemic. Right. Um, and it was a, a couple who are both international. So, um, both have tons of family outside of the country and they obviously couldn't come. So they did, um, like a live wedding feed. Right. Um, so they filmed it and and so everybody got to be involved in it even though they couldn't be at the wedding and so there was no like after party or anything but the wedding at least everybody got to see from from far away so even if they may have not been able to come to the wedding in the first place just in general yeah. you get to be part of that so I'm wondering that's maybe a new thing too the I think you're right video it, side of it I think this like the zoom feed from weddings is going to be a thing now because it's just like sometimes you can't fly from England to canada no or from greece to fucking new york to go to a wedding you know it's like yeah yeah but you still want to be part of it and you want to send your well wishes and you do want to see that couple get married but it's now kind of i i think that'll happen more and more especially for a lot of elderly like you know uh yeah yeah who don't want to get on a plane um (laughs) but didn't want to miss their (laughs) grandchild's you know thing but yeah but yeah so that's awesome well that's cool well that's a good idea much like weddings i'm excited Mm -hmm. for uh the drinking portion of the event I'll tell you this. I can hardly wait to get through the ceremony and go to the little like food (laughs) in the middle. And then Mm -hmm. you you just want to get to the party. Yes. And this is now you're at the party, baby. You're here. What have you found us uh, this week to pair with weddings, Carla? I decided to go with Prosecco. And that may be a bit of a uh, controversial choice but let's be honest we all drink prosecco nobody really drinks champagne anymore Champagne's so, kind of gross it is it's not good i've had fancy champagne too and it's not any better really dom perignon is like it's like the chardonnay of fucking bubbly 
it's not great it is a bit it's a bit shard colored too i mean i know there's obviously different well there's not a lot of different uh champagne is from the champagne region so it's just like a very was from the prosecco region that's correct as we're gonna go into but um yeah i think that's what a lot of people are because i think generally now it is very common to after you have the wedding um there's like the cocktail hour people will serve prosecco at least at some point during that part yeah um or your cocktail some people do a signature cocktail yeah but yeah prosecco is i think a big part of weddings i can't believe we've not done prosecco so if we have done prosecco i i really looked i i we've (laughs) we've paired we've put prosecco in things yeah but this is the this is the first prosecco on its own episode i we're pretty sure if we we think so if we if we haven't then we're sorry but also drink this problem is this is a drinking podcast so so hey we can't remember we can't remember a lot of stuff but if you don't know anything about prosecco and what the difference is between champagne and prosecco i'll tell you a little bit it's like we like we just said champagne is obviously from the champagne region of france prosecco is from the prosecco region of italy uh so yeah prosecco is an italian uh doc white uh or a doc g white wine and it is produced in the large spanning nine provinces in the Veneto and uh, Ferruzzi. Ven- oh mm-hmm. my God. Ven- Usually Italian words are actually not that hard. Yeah. That sounded close. Venzia uh, and Guglia regions named after the province village of Prosecco, which is the uh, the province in uh, Triste, Italy. So I did not know that it was until today. I did not know that Prosecco was a place. Well, it's it's in the Prosecco, the village of Prosecco, yeah. yeah. So then they. I want to go live there. The, <laughs> I think they just have Prosecco coming out of the taps. Just that be great. It's like maple syrup. You just open a tree <laughs> and it just comes out of it. <laughs> oh, so good. Uh, well, it's made from so the Prosecco grape. So obviously the 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 um, village of Prosecco was then um, the namesake of the Prosecco grape renamed the Glera in 2009 within the European Union. So they changed the name of the grape, which I realize I might be stepping on one of your facts, Carla. (laughs) No, no, no. That's good. I'm glad that you talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand why you would change the grape name, but well, Prosecco is such a a, a widespread, well-known name that it's odd to me that they would change it. So maybe they, maybe Prosecco is now too common. Like kind of champagne is, even though legally you're not supposed to call things champagne, we kind of anything there's a bubbly thing. Yeah, it it, it typically gets renamed as champagne. Um, so here's the thing: is it it's it is uh, can be up to fifteen percent of oh sorry the denomination rules allow fifteen percent of the wine to be permitted of their varieties. So like eighty five percent of it has to be the prosecco grape, but yeah, fifteen percent of it you can have a variation. So you can put something else in there to change the flavor and put your own kind of mark on it. But essentially right. what Prosecco is is Prosecco grapes made uh a, a white wine and then into a semi semi sparkling style. But right. it is still it's white wine essentially. Okay. Um, it's sparkling white wine. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where Prosecco comes from. It's pretty old, man. It's, uh, I think the first known, uh, written, the first time it was kind of known was in 1593. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, 
and it's attributed to an Englishman named Friars Morrison who used the spelling of Prosecco Morrison visiting the North uh, spelling of, yeah. He, but he used the, uh, sorry, he used a, a different spelling, which was Prosecco, or uh, P-R-O-S-E-C-H-O. Oh, okay. And that was in 1593. So wow. that's that was the first spelling of it. And then in 1794, or 1754, the spelling changes to the way we know it now. Right. Um, and it was in a book written... Um, in no novel dello which would be in a, a, an italian place and yeah. yeah anyways so not to get too much into that but the yeah. the first time they see it was 1593 uh, uh spelt the first way and then prosecco spelt the second way it was in 1794 and yeah i mean it, it's just like anything it just kind of got popular, popular like i and- so i didn't I know Prosecco got very pop- like well, it was obviously you said it was an Englishman <laughs> found the name. Yeah. Um, I didn't know about Prosecco until we went to <laughs> Sansley yeah. to get in- well, where we got engaged. Um, in 2012, I think in Italy, that's where we first had Prosecco. Yeah, I and then I didn't start sorry. drinking Prosecco until you did. I mean, and I yeah. never. What, what, that was, and now it's everywhere. It's everywhere. It's like its popularity. I bet you in the last like 15, 20 years has grown substantially. Like it's 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 such a cheaper, better tasting uh, variation of what I mean. Everybody considers to be champagne. The nice thing, like I, I'm a little bit snobby on the wine end. It's hard for me to drink a fifteen dollar bottle of wine. It's very easy for me to drink a fifteen dollar bottle of prosecco. Oh, yeah. And it's honestly like a, at any event, you can bring out a bottle of Prosecco. So that's why I think it was that's why we picked weddings was because it was just like yeah. everybody likes Prosecco. It's just a nice celebrity, celebratory, celebratory drink as yeah. well. Like it's a little bit of bubbles. It actually tastes nice. Yeah. It's it exciting because you get to prop the top. <laughs> and yeah and I, it yeah it's and it's a reasonable it's 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 a compromise i feel like from everyone <laughs> which is mm-hmm. nicely mm-hmm. with weddings but yeah i i heard it being called a the goldilocks oh of, of bubbly uh, sparkles i yeah. like it well you know and it, um yeah i like it with anything you can put prosecco on anything like a, little, a little bit in the middle i guess yeah i mean it's, it's great nice. for breakfast great for breakfast great you know. for dinner great for lunch yeah. <laughs> yeah. you can have prosecco at any time it's a little calorically a little bit lower than a lot of drinks yeah so hey the and also you can go to costco and get the lamarca prosecco oh. for like 11 dollars. <laughs> yeah it makes it really hard when you have to not go to costco and get lamarca and you're like Eighteen dollars, and that's like probably the proper price, and also pretty cheap. <laughs> you can get like a <laughs> case of it. They sell it by the case at Costco, so that's yeah. always a nice treat. But yeah, um, do you have any fun? Is there such or... thing as? Oh, sorry, go sure, ahead. I do, but I, I, and I don't know if you know this, but I just thought of this. Um, is because the new thing, not new, but in the last couple of years, there's a lot of rosé prosecco. Yeah. So I'm wondering if that's actually a legal thing or not. I don't I think know. it's usually a rosé sparkling wine. I don't think I... Yeah, maybe they can use the Prosecco. Like I said, there's obviously like a... Uh, it, the Prosecco is a white wine. Yeah, so, so you would... if you Unless you get 50% of that grape... Yeah. That would turn it into a rosé, which maybe you could. I can't... Well, I think you're like to make works. a rosé, you gotta like... It's basically just like the skin of red grapes is in there. Yeah. 
Yeah. So uh, maybe you to could. get that coloration. Uh, I had yeah. a friend of the family. This is the funniest thing I've ever heard. Uh, I was at a party. That's a thing we can say now. I was at a party Ooh. and uh, yeah. was asked why she was drinking rosé. Oh, you like rosé? She goes, uh, yeah, you know what? I hate rosé. And I was like, why are you drinking it then? She's like, because if I drink something I like at the beginning of the night, I'll be hammered before the she's like so i drink something that'll like slow down my drinking and then i switch at the end of the night to something i like ah, and i was yes. like that is I used, hilarious i used to do that with gin and tonics now it's one of my favorite drinks it's not a thing that will last tell tell your cousin it goes away was <laughs> the friend of the family she was so funny man she's one of the funniest people i was just like i was like that's a good strategy i'm gonna mm-hmm. uh, note note that down yeah well do you have to start drinking whiskey at the beginning of night yeah just have an old fashioned that's just hard to get in you and just yeah slowly but all that will happen is i'll just eventually learn to like it and then yeah that's what'll happen i'll get a taste for whiskey and now it's like it's so expensive for me to even live (laughs) oh my god well give us Uh, a few facts here a a few sure fun fun facts like like you said it's blown up in terms of popularity uh, Prosecco is now more popular than champagne. In 2018, it or- outperformed 10 to 1. Wow. Yeah. So very, very take, popular. Take uh, that, I- France. Yep. <laughs> we love your wine, though. It's fine. <laughs> uh, I did not realize there was a different way of, uh, I guess, processing it. So fermented wine goes through, generally with uh, fermented, like with wine, like champagne or other wines, the secondary fermentation is that happens in the bottle. Oh. So for this one, though, they actually put it into big steel tanks. So usually with wine, like you you could put it into, usually you put it into a tank or you put it into barrels, you age it. Uh, This one actually goes through a secondary process in big steel tanks. Uh, it's also a reason, though, why you should drink all your Prosecco, because oh. it does not last in that bottle. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so if you have Prosecco in your fridge or somewhere, so it's not, drink it. Cause... It's not meant to just keep in that bottle. No, like it, no. That's and a, that's why, that's like, a delivery I mean, white system. wines, white, a lot of white wines are the same way, but yeah, some with red wines, obviously, you have, like, an aged, you want it to age in the bottle. Mm. This, don't. Just drink it. Just get it uh, in you. Just get it in you. The faster, the better. <laughs> uh, going to some wedding stuff. Traditionally, uh, men did not wear wedding rings. Oh. It came about during, uh, I heard World War II, but also maybe World War One. American soldiers wore them as a reminder of their loved one. Right. Although I read that as, as a reminder that they were married. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I was like, nothing, <laughs> nothing says, please don't fuck my husband like a, a wedding band. on A his wedding band. ring. Although, let's be honest, it was World War II. It, they would have been fucking each other. So, which is fine. Which I like a bunch it gets more. It's cold in those places. Just get cuddled up. Everyone likes a noisy yeah. bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Get your drink ready because I'm going to mention... Queen Victoria. Oh boy, she's making. I, just... <laughs> I, I, you know what? Since you've come over to the side of loving Jason Bateman, I think that I'm gonna. I'll get on your Queen Vic train. I'll, yeah, a comp- I'm a compromised partner. All right. Uh, so she actually started a lot of the wedding trends, but one of the things that she started was wearing a white wedding dress. 
So before 1840, before she got married, a a bride would just wear their best dress. It didn't necessarily have to be white. It wasn't, that wasn't a thing. So then that became obviously like that's now 100% of a thing. Um, She also had, just like maybe she became later, a 300 pound wedding cake. <laughs> um, I shouldn't make fat jokes about Queen Victoria. I'm sorry. Well, you she know what? A big lady later. And you know what? She was not very nice. So it's not like. No, she was mean. So that's why we make fun of Queen Victoria. Like, and you know what? Here's the thing is like, if you're mean, people are going to be mean about you. So be mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. If she had been nicer to her, her other people that she was in charge of and her son. Maybe we would take this different. But yeah, her cake was apparently eight feet tall by nine feet around. <laughs> oh my God. So, but then I read somewhere, I didn't write this down, but I think Queen Elizabeth II had like 12 cakes. So, well, she just spread them around. She was just, <laughs> she came up with cup. She was the first person to invent cupcakes. Um, oh my God. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, last interesting fact yeah those are my facts oh this is a fun one carla yeah and we are awfully glad that you listen every week and we are so grateful for you um let's get married let's we'll marry each and every one of you we're pumped i just want to go i want to go to a mexican wedding or like oh like a like a destination wedding. wedding just just go hang out on a pool yeah at some point you gotta put a dress on no shoes no shoes no shoes shoes. is is perfect um you guys are so awesome thank you for listening every week we love you so much uh we do this every week we do uh uh, we have uh different life events different alcohol if you have a suggestion please let us know because we're so open to it and uh we'll give you a shout out and uh, probably have you on the podcast i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yes put up on our uh our, our dms yeah hit us up with the kitties say slide into our dms for sure yeah um <laughs> and uh hit us up let us know uh on instagram or uh you can email us at life at gmail.com um in the meantime we we have a whole other thing uh, that you might not know about uh we have a patreon mm-hmm. where we uh do all kinds of bonus episodes bonus content interviews uh currently we're running a summer series we've done in the past a tragically hip song series uh Mm. and if you are interested in any of that extra bonus content uh headed over to uh life pairings at patreon or you can get it from our website at www.lifepairingspodcast.com in the right hand corner click that button (laughs) uh that's right and for it's for bonus episodes once a month. You, it's only $3 or you can join some of our more elite drinking clubs Woo-hoo. for extra bonus content. Yeah. All kinds of different stuff. Um, and yeah, thank We're as always uh, brought to you by uh, the wonderful Cho podcast network uh, comedy here often, which is just absolutely fantastic and keeps us uh, running every week. So we're awfully grateful to them. Go check out the, the talent over uh on their instagram uh cho podcast or uh yeah they're just fantastic uh keep listening we love you so much if you could like listen subscribe tell a friend run it up the flagpole do all the things (laughs) oh my god you guys are the best catch you next week thanks guys